Alright, good evening everybody. We are on lesson number six. Lesson number six, dare to be a real friend. Dare to be a real friend. Let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Um, Andy, could you open us up in a word of prayer? All right, we'll get right into the lesson. It has been said that man is fortunate if he has five real friends in his lifetime. The Bible talks about <clears throat> a uh, midnight friend in Luke eleven five, someone who is willing to help not just when it is convenient, but also when it is not convenient, when he is stretched or taken out of his comfort zone. A real friendship is one that is tried and true, one that will stand the test of adversity. And as I was um, studying for this, um, it did kind of make me think of, kind of interesting that this uh, lesson happened to fall on Mother's Day. Um, but just, again, the stage of life I'm in, uh, my marriage is pretty focal, as it's pretty new and learning a lot. Um, some good, some bad, yeah, so uh, anyway, that's where I'm at, so it is really neat, um, can relate this a lot to marriage and how husbands and wives, you know, our best friend should be our spouse, um, so kind of thinking of that way, kind of goes along with some Mother's Day thing, so a real friendship is one that's tried and true that will stand the test of adversity, so it's easy to be a good husband, when everything's going smooth and the diapers are being changed and the food's being put on the table and, you know, we're all catered to and times are good and no stress, but, um, bam. but bam, yeah, you got, <laughs> doesn't always happen like that. And we have bad days. Our wives have bad days. Um, and sometimes I can be just downright unfriendly. And that's where the test of a true friend comes in. Um, Jonathan was Saul's oldest son. Uh, he was a prince, a veteran warrior, and supposedly heir to the throne of, Is of Israel. David was the son of an ordinary citizen, a shepherd who suddenly became a national hero. David had been anointed uh, the next king, and yet God gave Jonathan a great admiration and love for David. Immediately, it seems, they began a remarkable friendship. The Bible says that their souls were knit, bound together, inseparable, without harming one or the other. We'll see that Jonathan was willing to run great risk for the sake of this friendship. We have a lot of acquaintances, um, <clears throat> especially today with social media. You know, oh, I've seen somewhere, I don't know who it was. Uh, I think maybe it was radio or somebody. Somebody was telling how many uh, friends they had, but they're you know uh, I think it was Facebook friends, and they're kind of talking about so how many pe people like have you actually met in person? I think they had like thousands. Like wow, I can't imagine like knowing a thousand names. But anyway, I, I struggle with my own family's names sometimes. 
But um, not talking about those friends, those, yeah, or acquaintances, but real friends, ones we know can count on. So how many true, loyal friends do we actually have? Proverbs 18, 24. Um, and we'll, we'll do the same thing. I'll, um, I'll start. We'll go around this way on our scriptures. Go around here and it will come back to me. Um, so I think probably this one is, may not be, these first two may not be in your books. So I'll go ahead and read these. Proverbs 18, 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. If it is our goal to be like the Lord Jesus Christ, we ought to remember that Jesus is described as a friend of sinners. Is Matthew eleven nineteen in your book? Okay. Dad, could you go ahead and read that one? The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-giver, a friend of publicans and sinners, of wisdom is justified of her children. We would do well to ask ourselves, to whom are we being a friend? And what kind of friend are we? Uh, it has some quotes here. Uh, one from Walter uh, Winchell. A real friend is one who walks, uh, <clears throat> who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. And another one. You can always tell a real friend when you made a fool of yourself he doesn't feel you've done a permanent job. That was by Lawrence J. Peter. Um, and then have an illustration story of a Reader's Digest helps us understand the importance of friendship with this story. Uh, Jesse Owens seems sure to win the long jump at the 1936 Games in Berlin. The year before, he had jumped 20 feet, 26 feet, 8.5 inches a record that would stand for 25 years. As he walked to the long jump pit, however, Owen saw a tall, blue-eyed, blonde German taking practice jumps in the 26-foot range. Owens felt nervous. He was acutely aware of the Nazis' desire to prove um, their superiority, especially over blacks. In the finals, Owen set an Olympic record and earned the second uh, of four gold medals. The first person to congratulate him was Luz Long, in full view of Adolf Hitler. Owens never again saw Long, who was killed in World War II. You could melt down all the medals and cups I have, Owens later wrote, and they wouldn't be, uh, and they wouldn't be a plating on the 24-carat friendship I felt for Luz Long. So just one act of uh, friendship can really stick with somebody and last um, forever. In this lesson, we'll see friendships, uh, see the friendship illustrated in the life of Jonathan. Jonathan's, point number one, Jonathan's what? No, it is a, it is kind of, it is a T-Y, end of T-Y, starts with G. Generosity, generosity. All right, Jonathan's generosity. The readers, the readers' pew has, has got a head start here. Many friends are willing to give and to do in small ways for their friends, but periodically we will encounter a friend who seems to delight in giving 
um, in giving to and refreshing others. Jonathan was such a friend to David. Subpoint A, he gave his resources. All right. <clears throat> God works in special ways to take care of his people, even using ungodly people as he sees fit. He provided ravens to feed his servant Elijah in 1 Kings 17.4. He gave Joseph favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Uh, that's Genesis 39.21. He gave the Israelites favor in the sight of the Egyptians, Exodus 3.21, 11.3, 12.36. He gave Esther favor in the sight of King Ahasuerus, um, Esther 5.2. He gave David favor in the sight of Jonathan. Jonathan obviously could do a lot for David, but what could David do for Jonathan? At the time Jonathan befriended David, David couldn't give much in return. Years later, David would mourn Jonathan's death deeply. And after David became the king, he carefully sought out Jonathan's son to show him kindness. But at the time when David was running for his life, Jonathan's friendship was anything but self-serving. And that is kind of like the interesting thing to me with that is it's, be a really sticky spot to be Jonathan with his father trying to kill this other, his best friend. So I don't know how that would be. Luckily, Dad doesn't put me in a position like that. <laughs> but uh, that'd be tough. Like I said, uh, a friend in a difficult situation, not just because it was convenient. Uh, for Jonathan, friendship was all about what he could give and not what he could get. In this passage, we see that Jonathan generous, generously gave David things that were truly near and dear to him. He gave him his robe. This robe obviously was fit for a prince and future king. There was no doubt that this robe would have been dramatically different from simple garb uh, worn by a shepherd boy. Now, I did have a Sunday school teacher that thought, you know, that could have been, you don't know, but it could have been that Jonathan really understood um, and was excited. He knew that David was to be the next king and he knew about the anointing and he was good with that. And that was a symbol of his being perfectly fine and supporting David by putting his own prince garment on him. Don't know that, but um, could be. Uh, in this passage, we see that Jonathan generously gave David things that were truly near and dear to him. Um, then he gave him his sword and bow. These were Jonathan's personal weapons. These were not some weapons off the rack of the armory, ready to be grabbed by any common soldier, but rather things that were personally his. It is often easy to give away things that are not ours, maybe something that belongs to a ministry or something that someone else has purchased. Here, Jonathan gave his personal possessions. The Bible also says that he gave his girdle. A girdle in, the, in this period of time was a singular piece of cloth tied about the waist of the wearer. It could be a holding place for a scabbard or a place to tuck one's robe into, much a belt. At, this, at times, it was also signified the family, uh, signified the family a person belonged to, much like a Scottish tartan 
for a uh, Texas belt buckle, I guess. Uh, this was a personal gift, yet Jonathan was showing that nothing was too good for his friend. Jesus went further for us than Jonathan went for David. Consider the passage of Isaiah 53, 4-6 in Philippians 2, 5-8. So Isaiah 53, 4-6. Surely we have borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The bottom line is this, a true friend will not see a need without generously doing whatever it takes to meet that need. True friendship says, your problem is my problem, your need is my need, your sorrow is my sorrow. Now, yeah, thinking about it in the marriage context, uh, it's sometimes so easy to be selfish and you know, let people deal with their own problems, but if we can really take our um, our wives' problems as our problems, um, how much that, that means to them um, and helps them out. Uh, illustration here, a young boy was on his way home from the, storm, from the store after picking up some eggs for his mother. They didn't have much money, but they had just enough to get a few groceries that week. As the boy walked along the sidewalk, he suddenly tripped and fell, breaking all the eggs. The boy was devastated. He sat for a moment and tried not to cry as he thought about what had just happened. Several people walked by and noticed the poor boy with eggs uh, all over the sidewalk and told him how sorry they felt for him. Then a man walked up to the boy and gave him a quarter. The man turned to the others gathered and said, I care 25 cents worth. How much do you care? True friendships begins with a generously giving to meet the needs of another. Jonathan illustrated this when he gave his best to meet the needs of David. Again, this, he gave his best to meet the needs of David. He could have gave him really anything to meet David's needs, but he gave him his best, just not what would have just satisfied it. Subpoint B, he gave his time. Did I mix that up? Yeah, okay, I did. He gave his time. 1 Samuel 19, 1 through 3. I believe that's me. I will start out. And Saul spake to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father seeketh to kill thee. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take heed to thyself. 
until the morning, and abide in the secret place and hide thyself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where thou art, and I will commune with my father of thee. And what I see, I will tell thee. <clears throat> While many are willing to give of their resources, fewer are willing to give of their time. It has been aptly stated that time is the stuff that life is made of. Oftentimes, a true friend entails carving out time of our schedules to help someone else. In this passage, we see that Jonathan is willing to break away from his own schedule and his personal interests in order to help his friend. An illustration here, perfect for Mother's Day. The mother of an energetic preschooler, wearied over her daughter's constant request to sit and read together, one morning she had the idea to purchase a digital recorder and spent some time reading her daughter's favorite books into it. That afternoon, she gave her daughter the handheld device. Now you can listen to mommy read your books as often as you like. Don't you love it? The little girl looked at the recorder and then at her mother and said, no, Mommy, it doesn't have a lap. <laughs> Jesus illustrated the same type of friendship with his disciples. When we observe the ministry of Jesus, we don't see him giving money to his disciples and many of his followers. Instead, we see him giving of his time. He spent much time teaching, healing, mentoring, and even washing people's feet. While we often make excuses of our limited resources, we can always give of our time to show our love and friendship to those around us. All right, sub-point C. He gave his influence. Gave his influence. Ooh, that was quick. That one looks that one up good, too. All right. 1 Samuel 19, 4 through 7. Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, and said unto him, Let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he hath not sinned against thee, and because his works have been to thee were very good. Saul hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan, and Saul sware, As the Lord liveth, he shall not be slain. Jonathan called David, and Jonathan showed him all those things, and Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as in time past. Besides giving of his time, we see that Jonathan was willing to act as an intermediary, inter, yeah, act in between, uh, giving David his influence. He spoke up on behalf of David, even to the king, even to his dad, who is the king, um, who has a major anger problem. So that's pretty big. Um, and Saul wasn't getting anywhere trying to kill David uh, himself or get him killed in battle, so now he tried to enlist hitmen. And once again, God worked things out to protect David. Here, Jonathan again showed himself a loyal friend to David. He warned David of the, plot, of the plot and came up with a plan. 
Then he spoke up for David to his father. Remember that Jonathan could have been the next king, but he put that aside for the sake of his friend. For Jonathan to speak up at that moment was not the popular or seemingly the prudent thing to do, but it was what a true friend would do. Just as Jonathan used his influence for David, Christ uses his influence for us. Jonathan told Saul of David's character. Jesus pleads to the Father about his own sacrifice and not our merits. Because of Jonathan's influence, Saul forgave David temporarily. Because of Christ's influence, God forgives us eternally. We can use our influence to intercede for our friends. Tennyson once wrote, More things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. If we can plead for our friends as Moses pled for the children of Israel, our influence with God is only as strong as our prayer life. Point number two, Jonathan's Starts with a C. Ends with E-N-C-Y. Starts with a C. C-O-N. Has to do with day in, day out. Consistency. Jonathan's consistency. <laughs> Me either, Grace. That's why I've got a book. To... <laughs> Shakespeare once wrote, Consistency, thou art a jewel. Consistency is a jewel that's sometimes difficult to find in friends. However, true friends are flexible, loyal, dependable, and consistent. Not sure how much of a true friend I am to many people. Jonathan consistently chose to be a friend to David. Regardless of the danger or potential consequences, he continued to be a great friend. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. All right, subpoint A. He was a friend in? Yeah. <laughs> Good circumstances. There was a time when David was welcome and honored visitor at the king's table. You might be thinking that it would be easy for Jonathan to be a friend at a time like that, but in reality, a more common response would be jealousy. But far from being envious, Jonathan was a consistent friend to someone who was enjoying newfound blessings. Paul told us to rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. True friendship is, is durable. It is consistent during good times and bad times. A true sign of humility in Christ-like character is applauding, when, uh, is applauding others when they succeed. In 1982, Ricky Henderson was about to set the world record for stolen bases in a single season. At that time, Lou Brock held the record and was following Henderson's baseball career. When Brock knew that Henderson was about to set the record, he said, I'll be there. Do you think I'm going to miss it now? 
Ricky did in 12 years what took me 19. He is amazing. Brock wasn't bitter or upset that Henderson was beating his record, but instead was ready to cheer him on. That's kind of different than a lot of today's professionals. Oh, he's beat my record, but he had more playing time, and they games weren't like they used to be, and there's always excuses, but pretty neat. Uh, if you can be there to cheer others on that are um, doing something more than you're able to do. All right, sub point B, he was a friend in bad time, bad circumstances. In 1 Samuel 20, 1 through 42, we find out that Jonathan was not a fair weather friend. When David entered a time of trial and, uh, and under the attacks of King Saul, Jonathan was there as a supporting friend and as a warning friend. David came, to his, uh, David came to his friend Jonathan to find out Saul's intentions and the reasons for his hatred. David had only done his duty all along. He couldn't see why the king was pursuing him like he was a criminal. He killed Goliath because he saw the need, and God led and enabled him to do it. He became Saul's close servant and then military chief of staff at Saul's own invitation. He played the harp for Saul because he believed he was helping the king with his mental issues. When, so when David asked, <clears throat> what have I done? What is mine iniquity? And what is my sin before thy father? He asked sensible questions. We have to realize that David was really in the dark. He didn't know all the things that we know. But what David did know was that his very life was in danger. Jonathan spoke up and said, You do not need to fear because I will alert you prior to any attack that King Saul might make against you. During this dark hour, Jonathan told David that whatever David needed him to do, he could count on him to do it. This is the attitude of a true friend. How many of our friends could you honestly say this of? What would you have to believe about your friend and about yourself in order to make this promise. Here are some good signs of a good friend. They would not ask you to do anything that is wrong. They would not ask for impossibilities. You would be willing to suffer any inconvenience for the sake of them. You would do whatever is necessary to keep your promises to them. So David and Jonathan set up a plan to find out the heart of King Saul. Saul was so upset at David's absence the second day of the feast that he threw a javelin at his own son, Jonathan. That would be the time when most people would say, I am staying out of this. But instead, Jonathan immediately went to warn David of the danger he now faced. Judging from the emotions displayed by Jonathan and David, it seems that they thought that they might not ever see each other again. As it turned out, they would have one final brief meeting. But friends in the Lord, with hearts knit together, don't always have to be together. There will be plenty of time for that in eternity. Notice four aspects of godly friendships. True friendships get involved. 1 Samuel 29-13 Their problems are your problems. Their need is your need. Jonathan could have said, 
hey, this is between my father and you. Don't get me involved. But he was willing to put himself on the line for his friend David. True friendship desires God's best. 1 Samuel 20, 12-13. A friendship that leaves God out is not a true friendship. 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 16. And Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David into the wood and strengthened his hand in God. And Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. And Isaiah 35, 3 through 4. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them, that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. Then Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider one another to, pro to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. True friendship does not end. 1 Samuel 20, 20, 14 through 17. Friendship transcends personal circumstances, distance, and even death. True friendship finds a way, referencing 1 Samuel 20, 18 through 23. You will find a way to do what you really want to do. That's kind of um, one of the things we think about when we're making decisions as a family and we tend to give that excuse how oh, we just don't have time or we just can't afford that. And then we got to go back and say, no, we can afford what we really want to afford. We have time for what we really have time. Is this something that we need to spend our time on? Is this something that is worth it to the Lord to give our money to? Um, we generally find ourselves looking at it a different way at that point. Are we just given an excuse? Um, or is it something we need to do? So true, true friendship finds a way. Illustration, Jackie Robinson, an African-American baseball player who made history, is known for breaking the color barrier. But in his early years, he faced jeering crowds at every game. During a game in the stadium of Brooklyn, the crowd began to deride Robinson for his skin color. Moments later, Robinson's teammate, Pee Wee Reese, walked over and put his arm around him. The crowd calmed, first in shock and then in shame. When asked later about the moment when Reese supported him, Robinson said, That arm around my shoulder saved my career. Many times we could be the only thing standing between a friend and quitting. In good and bad circumstances, we need to demonstrate consistency in our friendship. All right. Point number three, Jonathan's support. All right, Jonathan's support. 1 Samuel 23, 15 through 18. And David saw, saw that Saul was come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a wood. 
Jonathan, Saul's son, rose and went to David into the wood and strengthened his hand in God. And he said unto him, Fear not, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find me, and thou shalt be king over Israel, and I shall be next unto thee, and that also Saul my father knoweth. And they too made a covenant before the Lord, and David abode in the wood, and Jonathan went to his house. I was wondering who's going to get that uh, first verse 15. Saul, that Saul, and you got Ziff in the woods. It is one thing to say something encouraging, but it is quite another to do something encouraging. The great New Testament illustra uh, illustration of this, of this is seen in the life of a man uh, named Jesus. Um, oh. Testament of the illustration is the life of a man Jesus called a certain Samaritan in Luke 10, 30-37. Jesus told about a man who was not of the priestly nor Levitical class, a man who refused to walk by on the other side, but instead chose to be supportive of someone who was in trouble. To demonstrate his support, the Samaritan was willing to give uh, to give up his ride, his time, and his finances. James put it this way, James 2, 15 through 18. Is that me, I believe? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. <coughs> what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead in the body. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Jonathan did more than say, Be ye warmed and filled. He supported David by his works in two specific ways. Subpoint A. He. Aha! This is more than one word. I was trying to trick you there. It's four words. And the last two are to him. So he, what? First word starts with an R. The last three words is he, what? Out to him. Reached out to him. He reached out to him. That would have been too easy if I would have separated that all, all four words out there. Oh, all right, Grace. You got it. All right, First Samuel 23, verse 16. And Jonathan Saul rose and went to David into the wood. Here we find David hiding in the wilderness of Ziph. Cool woods there. When Jonathan heard about that, he rushed to his side to reach out to him. He may not have known exactly where David was, but he put forth the effort to search him out and go to him. Sometimes believers say that they would be willing to help others if they could come and ask for help. But there are times when people are distressed or under attack for different reasons uh, they may not ask. When we find that out, we ought to rush to assist them without waiting to be asked. Jesus showed us an example of this when he went out of his way to meet uh, a woman in Samaria. The Gospel John puts it this way, he must needs go through Samaria, in John 4.4. 4. Jesus knew that the Samaritan woman had a need that only he could fulfill. 
despite his busy schedule and the unpopularity of the Jews conversing with the Samaritans, Jesus reached out to the Samaritan woman. And we've been learning about why that was so um, wrong and why the Jews kind of hated him from our Sunday school lessons and stuff. And it puts a whole different light on it. So our, our friendship should not be based on what our friends can do for us, but instead on what we can do to reach out to them or based on what our other friends might think of uh, us for helping somebody else. All right, some point B, sub point B, another three word um, sub point there. He... The last word is up. Lifted him up. He lifted him up. 1 Samuel 23.16. Ta-da! That's me, sorry. <laughs> and strengthened his hand in God. When Jonathan arrived, the Bible says that he did something that was very unique. He strengthened his friend in the Lord. He did not just console him or tell him that life had given him a bad break. He strengthened him. And my wife's pretty good at this with me, and sometimes it's not something you like. Sometimes you want the pat on the back, and it's going to be okay. But it, It's been good. Um, but it's amazing just how the Lord creates that perfect one for you. Sometimes you just need to be strengthened in the Lord. And, um, and that, that really helps out in uh, making some decisions and stuff. Not always my favorite thing, but it's, it's awesome. Um, and may we as being friends uh, to our spouses and to our other friends be able to have the love uh, to be able to do that um, for them. Referring to this passage, the commentator John Gill said, And his heart too, his hand of faith to lay hold on God as his covenant God and to lean and rely upon him. Uh, he strengthened him in his power and in his providence and in his promises to him. As they parted, the Bible says, they too made a covenant before the Lord, and David abode in the wood, and Jonathan went to his house. David would never see his friend, the best friend he had apart from the Lord, alive again. While it is important for us to help people with physical needs, the Lord, uh, with the Lord commending our help to the least of these, and even to the giving of a cup of cold water in his name, the greatest thing we can do is to strengthen someone's walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, illustration from 1945 to 1956. Al uh, Alexander Solnitskin, I am just going to pronounce it that way, was held as a prisoner at the Soviet labor camp. During the time he was there, he became very discouraged and even considered that death would be better than working at the labor camp. So he decided one evening that he would not work anymore since he knew that anyone who did not work would be killed by the guards. When he awoke the next morning, a fellow Christian 
in the prison, drew a cross where he knew Alexander would see it. When he noticed the cross, he was instantly reminded that there was always hope in Christ. From that moment on, he decided that he would continue to work. And he was released from the labor camp after the fall of the Soviet system. In conclusion, if we, if we as members of the body of Christ seek to be generous, consistent, and supportive, then we too can be great difference makers in the lives of others. Jonathan was truly a wonderful friend. It is a wonderful thing for us to learn through Jonathan's example the hallmarks of what true friendship entails. All right. So we'll go through just a few of the study questions. All right. So list some way, uh, question two, list some ways which Jonathan demonstrated his friendship for David. That's good. Those are those are those are the highlights. Yep. Risk his reputation. Uh, stood in between his angry father, the king. Yeah, that Grace pretty much hit all the highlights there. Um. All right. Let's go to uh, point or qu study question number four. What special purpose did Jonathan seek out David? in the wilderness of Ziph. Strengthen him. Strengthen him in the Lord, yeah. All right. So, uh, question number seven. Um, there could be a lot of different viewpoints here, but what are some ways which uh, we can strengthen a friend's hand in God? What are ways we can do that for others? Strengthen them. Uh, friends in the Lord. Pray for them and let them know you're praying for them. That's a, that's a really big one. Do Bible studies with them. Be a good influence. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really good ones. Continue to encourage them to do the right thing. Yeah. Even when it doesn't feel good. Yeah. There may be a time where You may have to say something to your friend that you don't agree with them because it doesn't line up with the word of God. And, uh, and the Lord just speaks to you and you love that friend enough um, that they, they're able to kind of listen to you and be able to tell them, hey, this, I just don't agree with this. Um, it'd be really tough, but that'd be a way to, you know, sometimes you just need that. Um, sometimes... We all just get off a little bit and need somebody to say, hey, where are you going? What are you, are you, are you going to the world? Are you going to the cross? Which, which way are you going? And sometimes that little nudge, um, especially as um, parents and spouses um, figure out what the heart and the path is. Katie. Um, time, like taking the time sometimes mm. to sit down and kind of just see where they're at and like kind of like you're saying sometimes just taking that time to just see how you can pray for them what's going on in their life because sometimes you can just do another thing yeah a little deeper than just hey how are you yeah and sometimes
sometimes. Yeah, everybody needs just to be listened to. All right. Well, let's uh, let's end right there. If I can have Dad come up and give your closing thoughts and close us in a word of prayer. Actually, this kind of goes real well with Sunday school, the book of Philemon. And Brother Mike kind of ended with the thought of Philemon being told because of because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. You know, it's, it's talking of friendship in a, in a, a godly standpoint. And the thing I thought about <laughs> this morning about that little portion of scripture is I felt like there need to be a sila. <laughs> you don't find silas in, in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, you would. <laughs> I think it was in the Old Testament. And say, it's something to think about. And that's kind of what I see this message tonight is. We all have to think about that, you know, about friendship. All right, so we'll just end there. Father, we do thank you for your blessed word. Thank you for uh, John coming and um, and then working through the booklet here and and uh, bringing the message. And Lord, uh, for each one here and their families, and uh, may may we as Christians be the best friends between each between each other. And so, Father, and then we'll fulfill your will in that. And so, we want to thank you. Again, for your love, your constant wonderful day today for the mothers and just and daughters and just for women, Lord God, and how you designed them to be so special uh, and to be able to uh, raise children on a 24-hour basis. And so we just thank thankful for that, how you've done that. For we ask it all in Jesus' name, Amen.